On June 24th, we celebrated the birth of John the Baptist. In that moment, we also heard that John say, he must increase and I must decrease. On June 24th, we also spoke of John the Baptist as being the precursor, the one who preceded Christ, not only by his birth, but also by his death. He preceded our Lord also in preaching the uh, conversion, conversion of heart, not only which is, which is confession of sins, but also transformation that goes within. The Greek word metanoia, to change, completely change, change your heart, change your mind. So we have, first of all, before us someone who preceded the Lord, who was the voice that prepared the country of Judea, the Holy Land, for the coming of the Son of God. He was that voice crying out into the wilderness, metanoia, to change your heart, change who you are, become truly a man, a woman of God, according to the, to the request made by God in the covenant relationship which he established in, with Moses. But so what we have here is John the Baptist, as someone who in every way kind of gives us a type of preparation for the coming of the Son of God. But then we also know that John speaks the truth. And first of all, the truth is when, he was, when the disciples came, uh, when the delegation came from Jerusalem and asked him, he says, are you the Messiah? He says, no. He says, I am not. So who are you? I'm only the voice that precedes the, the, the Son of God the voice that proclaims, I am not. But then he, he looks upon Jesus from a distance and he says, he is the Lamb of God. He points to the truth of Jesus as the true Messiah, but also the Son of God. He is the Son of God, and I'm not even worthy to un, un, unstrap his sandals. I'm not worthy, I'm not someone. Then we have John not only giving witness to the truth, of who Jesus is, but also the truth to the covenant. This is why he got into trouble, because he, 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 he proclaimed not only this truth to, the, to, to soldiers and tax collectors and all the other ones. He says, you gotta change your, your life. You cannot, you cannot you know, take advantage of people. You cannot harm anyone. So you have to change your life. And ultimately, he also preached the same truth, the commandments to Herod, Herod Antipas, the son of Herod the Great, who, uh, when he went to Rome, he, um, he was in the company of, of his brother and his brother's wife, and he got to like her, so he kind of got rid of his first wife from the tribes in Nabataeans' tribe, and they were very angry with him at the end when he just threw his wife away. And so he came back from Rome, and they lived together eventually, they were divorced and, and, uh, and uh, married. But for, for, the, for John the, the, the Baptist, speaking the truth is what was at his heart. He could not not speak the truth. He spoke the truth to all, to all, not only pointing Jesus, but also pointing the truth of morality, gospel, 
or I should say, first of all, uh, the Old Testament morality, but ultimately he spoke the truth like Jesus did. When he introduced, you have to change your life. And as you remember, when Jesus spoke, he wanted to, for us, when he spoke on the, the Sermon on the Mount, he says not only that do not kill, but do not harbor hate in your heart, which leads to murder. So get rid of everything that is a seed that will contribute to something which, which is even worse, not only that from anger to, to murder, but then he says, do not commit adultery, but get rid of even the, your wishes and desires. Get rid of the seed that leads to adultery. So get rid of things, which means prepare your heart in such a way which eliminates that which ultimately leads the, the lying or, or the covetousness or whatever it may be. Eliminate that which actually leads one to sin, greater sin. And so this is when, when Baptist was calling out, you know, metanoia, to change your heart, change, transform, not only confess your sins, but also do more, do the, the, the repair of the disorders within your heart. Because only because from the disorders leads to sin. And so it is allowing God's word, God's grace, God's mercy to enter our hearts and slowly to uproot things which are not of us, which should not be us as men and women of God. I think this is the first invitation today is to proclaim the truth and to change one's heart is actually the invitation for all of us here you know, have that courage, the strength to do so. And you know, in the early church fathers would say something like this, allow God's grace, allow his word to, to come into our heart more and more, contemplate that word, so that you won't have time to contemplate junk. You know, allow God's word to be there, just like if we pray the rosary and we meditate on scriptures for 15 or 20 minutes, what do we do? We allow God's word to enter our hearts, uprooting and healing, uprooting sin or the seeds of sin, uprooting by reading the scriptures, allowing God's word to enter our mind, our understanding, our judgment. It can even transform our hearts, transform our hearts from, from being indifferent, called to being someone who cares, who loves. And this is that invitation to proclaim the truth to preach the truth. Second aspect of John the Baptist is he's the proclaimer. In season and out season, whether people hear or not, and this is when we have the first reading from Jeremiah. Jeremiah was complaining. He says, God, you duped me. You know, you allowed me to preach and no one listens. No one cares. I preach your word and people consider me an evil man, uh, someone who is a disturber of peace, someone who who actually should be eliminated and there, was, there were traps on him trying to assassinate him because he proclaimed God's word. Because sometimes people listen, but sometimes people do not wish to listen. All of us, we don't want to listen, which is uncomfortable because it means if we have to change our pattern of life, our way of living, or whatever we do, then, then it's the word of God that comes. But nonetheless, it is it's John the Baptist and Jesus preaching, whether it's in season or out. You know, Deacon Jason was ordained priest. Part of the teachings, 
part of the uh, the the words given to both deacons and 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 priests is that they are to preach the gospel in season and out season when people like or we do not like because it's still the truth god's word and it's it's necessary for us because god's word heals the deepest disorders within us god enlightens our minds so we think clearly because otherwise we may take take upon the uh, the ideologies of today and start thinking like people of today with with completely different interests and desires which they wish to you know, aggrandize or whatever it is or whatever it may be the philosophy of the day or the ideology of the day. And so this is where we can get trapped. But another element of John the Baptist is, is to have not only the capacity to preach but also to have that courage, the strength to do so, even if it costs one's life. And that is not that simple because, you know, we can do so as long as we're praised, or we can do so as long as we're not really shredded by others. But when people really try to destroy, uh, uh, you know, one of those who preach the gospel truly, then it's very hard. Once again, we have John the Baptist being the precursor. He's the one who, who faced the consequences. You know, one of the early church fathers says <clears throat> about the Herod who, who uh, killed, had John the Baptist killed, and he says, an adulterer kills the innocent man. For an adultery in the sense of, you know, the sin that, that, that's harmful to both the people who, who, who live in such a way, although I, I, there's a more complex situations of today, we know that there's so many complexities, nonetheless, is listening to God's word is the is the invitation for us. Why did Herod do something like that? Just because of a dance? But you know, he had lots of pride in him. So there he was, he threw a beautiful party. And Herodias had a daughter from the previous marriage. And, and so she danced beautifully. How beautifully we do not know, but a lot of a lot of those dances were sensual. From the, you know that time, Middle East, delighted many men who were military leaders. <laughs> you know, what is it? Was he in need of such praise from military leaders? Obviously, he was. Maybe not exactly too secure. Maybe there were Romans there, and he wanted to show off to the to the uh, to the emperor of Rome how great he is, how wonderful he is. And then when, when he makes this promise, kind of probably half drunk, he made a promise, half of my kingdom I'll give you to her. Well, what about the next emperor? I mean, what, the next king? But at any rate, then he follows and wishes to say that, that uh, you know, that uh, I'll give you whatever. And when Herodias has her chance to eliminate this voice that was continually bothering her conscience or bother maybe the conscience of Herod himself, then she has a chance, and so he asks for the head uh, on the platter. And then, and the motivation is given in scripture is that he didn't want to show that he was weak. He wanted to show, I said it, and I'll keep my word, even if it's evil, I'll keep my word, which means that his conscience was not exactly uh, attentive to God's ways. 
He basically showed himself to be a coward in so many ways that he didn't have the courage and strength to say no to such a request. But this is what we have before us. The invitation to us is to have courage, truly have a courage and strength so that God may work through us, weak as we are. But the Lord promises those who are weak, if they call, out, call upon the Lord for help and assistance, God will make them strong. Because Jesus says that in weakness, our strength grows in weakness. Why? Because we call upon the Lord, because we realize we can't do it ourselves. So the invitation today is a beautiful invitation to follow in the example of John the Baptist, the precursor to our Lord Jesus, to follow in his footsteps so that we may not only participate in that gifts of the kingdom, but that we may also uh, proclaim the kingdom to others. This is our role. We gather here so that God may strengthen, heal, transform us. And then in this way, not only we will be ready for, for entrance, entrance into the, the kingdom of love, where this, the love is the predominating, predominant element, which means caring for each other completely out of, out of love for one another, so that we may not only do so, but we will be great proclaimers. If you wish to be like the Lord, Jesus says, if you wish to be like me, take up your cross and follow me. If the, if the courage and proclamation of the truth causes um, or places you in danger, to be willing to offer your life for the Lord. Maybe then, as we continue with this sacred liturgy, when we honor St. John the Evangelist, let us always remember that the Lord is with us. He's the proclaimer of truth, and the truth will set us free. He's the proclaimer of a wisdom that will guide us into eternal life. And he's the power by which he can accomplish all by his body and blood. His the Eucharist, which is given to us. For the Lord wishes us to be like himself, and it is by this Eucharist we can be transformed, being sons and daughters of God, destined for glory. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? 
Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.